The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transformed their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And if there are any of you out there, and I'm sure there are, who are wondering sometimes, you know, I'm just not getting what I want out of my business, I'm just not getting what I want out of life. It may be that you're not asking. And our guest today, Jim Charette, is the author of a new book called The Answer is Yes, But First You Have to Ask. And Jim has been speaking on this topic for quite some time. He's a sought-after speaker. He has a corporate background that includes the New York Times, E.F. Hutton, Dale Carnegie Training, and 20 years as a VP at Merrill Lynch. And now, for the last 12 years, he's been coaching senior executives, sales managers, professionals, politicians, and entrepreneurs like yourselves on how to get more of what they want out of life, out of their businesses, and a number of other things that it takes to be successful. So he's here today. We're very happy to have you, Jim. Welcome. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much. Uh, What a great introduction. Thank you again. Oh, well, we're very happy to have you here. I have a feeling this is going to be a great conversation today. Uh, You hear all the time that little quippy phrase that says, if you don't ask, you don't get. And really what you're saying is the same thing. You just kind of turn it on its head and put it in a more positive way, and you say that when you ask, it creates lots of opportunities or has the potential to create lots of opportunities. Talk to us about that. It it does. It it, does. you know, this, this whole idea, the whole concept of the book started some years ago when I was in a client's office. I had a client that was an attorney, and I was standing at the door because he was on the phone, but he motioned me in. So it was pretty obvious that he wanted me to hear the phone conversation. I came in, I sat down, and he's he's talking with somebody, I don't know who, and he's animated. You know, his hands are going up and down and talking, and I can hear his part of the conversation. So at one point, you know, he kind of claps his hands as if to say, Jim, pay attention here, listen to this. And he's speaking into the phone, Kelly, and he says to whomever he's talking to, why don't you appoint me as the trustee? And then he forms a fist, you know, and, and like shakes it in the air. <laughs> and and, and that, was, that was it. I took the memory of that away, but I really didn't understand what was going on until years later when it really did happen again and again and again with different people, simply asking for what you want. And, and, you know, if you don't ask for what you want, to me, it's akin to having a a beautiful swimming pool that has no water in it Mm. and being content to wait for the rain to fill it. Uh, That's a great analogy. It's not original, but I love it, too. And so, you know, going out and asking, everything is available to you. And if it isn't, you know, if you do get a no, I don't think so, or no thank you, or anything of the sort, if you can learn to deal with that, 
and there are a number of ways you can address that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a win-win. Well, why is it if, well, I'm not going to say if, uh, if the fact is that everything is there for the asking, why is it that so many people don't ask, that they're either more content or whatever the reason is uh, that keeps them from asking, why is it that they are okay with sitting back and either waiting for people to recognize a talent that they have or recognize something else that they they would like to have, and they put it on the other people to, you know, they're passive about it instead of going out and saying, heck yes, this is what I'd like, and, you know, here's why I should have it. I mean, why why are people reluctant to do that? That's really, that that's the $64,000 question, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, I've narrowed it down to, to five items. Uh-huh. And, and firstly, it's that uh, many of us are not taught how to ask. True. Uh, it, n- nobody tells us that this is out there. You, you, can, you can probably get what you want by asking for it. Uh, I, I can recall as a child uh, driving, it might have been on a Sunday afternoon or sometime on weekends with my parents to my grandmother's, and my mother telling me, cautioning me, she, said, she would say, don't you dare ask your grandmother for whatever it was, a quarter or a cookie. Uh-huh. So, so, so I mean, you know, I go through a good part of my life being afraid uh, of asking, uh, and sometimes, certainly in a in a corporate environment, we're afraid of the answer. You know, like if you're going to ask your client, you know, uh, are we doing right by you? How is it going? We don't want to hear that client say, "Not very good. I'm on the way out." We we mm-hmm. we're afraid of that, and we 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 might not know how to deal with it. Right, but the uh, fact of the matter is, if they tell you that before they've actually left, that's actually an opportunity for you to change the outcome. Maybe it isn't a given that they're going to leave if you can make the adjustment. may not be easy to hear that information, but you might still be able to save the customer from leaving. Well said, because because if, if that happens, and eventually it, it probably will to many of us, uh, we can ask the client, you know, something along the lines of, or the person, you know, well, what is it we have to do to improve this right. relationship or our product, our service? And 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 uh, by continuing to, I call it drilling down, drilling down, we get at the real reason for the answer. Yes. And then we can address it. Right. Uh, one of the other reasons, Kelly, and this happened uh, some time ago uh, at a talk I gave, uh, I was asking people what holds them back from asking, and somebody in the audience shocked me. I wasn't prepared for this answer. And, and, and this person said, we don't ask because we think we don't deserve it. Ah. I was floored. Ah. I, I really didn't know what to make of that. So in the book, I talk a lot about motivation, focus, and confidence because that one incident taught me that, hey, I may feel confident, and I may feel I'm deserving, but that doesn't mean that everybody does. Mm-hmm. So, so I address that. But another thing is that, and this is personal, but I can recall going back some time, uh, certainly in school, when the teacher would say something like, uh, class, Master Charette has a question that I think we've already answered several times, but his question <laughs> is. So I feel foolish. 
And I exposed uh-huh. myself to the to the instructor and my classmates as being perhaps a dunce. I don't want to do that. Oh, and, and I think we can all relate to that one. I mean, how many times when you were in school did you, were you afraid to, you thought you were the only one in the whole class who wasn't getting it, and you're afraid to raise your hand and ask, because just like you said, people are going to think that, you know, well, what, what's wrong with him, what's wrong with her, yep. and and then and then that's something that, even in a group now, I mean, when you're in a networking situation, when you're, you know, having dinner with a group of business people, and you're saying, somehow, I'm not following this conversation, or whatever this person is saying, you think you're the only one is, and then later on, you find out that nobody really understood what the person was talking about, but you were afraid to ask, and um, yeah, exactly. Absolutely true, uh, right on. Um, I wish it never had happened to me, because I'm sure it left an indelible mark mm-hmm. on my memory, but... Uh, I think with practice, uh, for those of us that it has happened to, we can over we can overcome that. Um, I had somebody uh, come up to me at the end of a talk a few years back and say, "I have no problem asking. I ask for everything. the The problem is nobody ever responds the way I think they should." Mm-hmm. Well, after speaking with this person for several minutes, and I and I didn't know the answer at the time. Several minutes. Uh, I thought I understood what the issue was, so when I got home, I started thinking about it, and I, I wrote them back, and I said, you know, th- there's a way of asking that, that can help the person you're asking want to help you. And I gave her, it, it was Olivia, I gave her an analogy. Now, a, a lot of people may not remember uh, a lot of the Bob, early Bob Dylan songs, mm. and, and to me, uh, Kelly, Bob Dylan was right at you, right in your face. There was no, there was really no misunderstanding. It came at you. It was fairly raw. And if you liked that type of thing, and I did, that was it. Right. And a few years later, or maybe at the same time, another group came along called Peter, Paul, and Mary. And they took the same Bob Dylan tunes, and they added a smoothness and a harmony so that you just wanted to, oh, wow, you really wanted to be part of that. Right. Same words a totally different way of presenting them. And you can do the same thing in asking. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can ask in a rather demanding voice, or you can ask in a very, you know, is there some way that you think we might be able to? Kind right. Of voice. Right. And, you know, a lot of times if you ask it in the right way, if everybody likes to help. Everybody likes to be part of a solution. They like to be somebody who is in the position to aid someone and if you can ask the question so that they basically own it or or they feel like that they're offering assistance rather than being demanded of i mean that you're absolutely right i i know i i, I see that all the time and and i see the outcomes how the, it's the same thing but it because of the way it's asked the person who's being asked uh feels either like they're being put upon or they feel like they're helping somebody and they're being part of the solution and there's a relationship that's forming because of this. I mean, it's it's amazing the way that works. You know, there, there's a quote uh, out, uh, and, and I caught it on a YouTube uh, video, Kelly, and it was a quote from it was Steve Jobs, and he was talking about how he, was, has ne- he said he'd never been turned down when he has asked somebody for help. Mm-hmm. Now, I can uh, Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, so sure of the accuracy. I I, I believe it, but mm-hmm. but even if it's if if it wasn't 100 percent true, my God, what a statement! You know, asking for somebody to help, and, and as you said, 
I mean, most people are going to want to help you. And, and right. if you ask, you know, in the right way, you have to ask uh, the right people. For instance, you wouldn't ask uh, the janitor uh, if he could get you a better parking spot in the company parking lot, mm-hmm. and you have to ask at the right time. You, yes. might, you might not want to ask your boss for a raise at uh, 4.45 on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> so, so, so you combine the time, the person, and the right way, and it just increases the odds of getting whatever Absolutely. it is you have. Absolutely. And if you do get that no, I mean, you just gave some very good uh, strategies for how to get the answer that you're after, but if you do get a no, you say that it's not necessarily no, that it could just be the beginning right. and that there's is it the start of a negotiation. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. Uh, one of my favorite responses to a no is whenever I've asked and somebody comes up and says no with the equipment often, I'm quick to say, is that a no for now, <laughs> a no forever, or is is that a no, you just don't like me? Mm-hmm. And if I say it with the right amount of, of humor mm-hmm. uh, to it, I think they understand that, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an okay guy. I might be asking for something they're not going to deliver, and I'm just inquiring as to, do I think that answer will change in the near future? And tell you, in my experience, most of the time they'll come back and they'll explain the no. The timing mm-hmm. may be wrong. You know, let's let, let's... Let's revisit this issue a week, several days, uh, next month, sometime down the road. I have never heard somebody say, no, I don't like you. <laughs> and I want, to, I want to approach that subject with them in such a way that it would be nearly impossible for them to say, no, I don't like you. Right. So I, I'm going to understand their answer, uh, and I can deal with it. I can deal with a no. Someone says, no, that's it. Uh, you're not going to find out why the answer is no. So be it. We go on to the next one. Right. One of the other things that you mentioned, uh, and I, I think this is this is so very true, that when you are asking, and because when, when you ask, of course, that you're, you're controlling the conversation, and you can do that without people even realizing that they're being, you know, that they're being led along in the conversation. Uh, what are what are what are some of the techniques for doing that? Well, one of the one of the techniques that I'm fond of. Here in the East Coast, because one of my, my favorite baseball team is here in the East Coast, and that's the Yankees. So if I'm in a, a rather gentle conversation with somebody and I say, hey, what about those Yankees? Now, that's a question, right? So yes. they'll either say, I don't know, I don't care, you know, I, I'm a Kansas City fan, whatever. But I've introduced the subject, and I've tried to steer them to that subject by asking them a question about it. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's done in a very a very polite, a rather humble manner. You can steer the conversation to anywhere. You know, you can say, you know, hey, you know, I'm originally from a small town in northern Maine. Where right. are you from? Mm-hmm. You know, or boy, that's a that's a huge national issue, isn't it? What do you think of that? Right. So yeah. qu- questions can be used for, as you point out. And, and as I've, I've addressed uh, in my book, as a way of steering the conversation to a direction that you, the person asking, want it to go. We've been talking a lot about asking. Uh, obviously, when you ask, you're going to get a response. So in addition to asking, 
and, and the different techniques you can use to ask in a manner that elicits information you want, uh, you have to be able to listen to what you get back. Uh, once you once you start getting a response, talk to us about what you do with that information. That's that's a that's a pet peeve issue of mine. Uh, I write about this one incident, Kelly, where some time ago uh, I met a neighbor on the sidewalk, and the neighbor I mean the neighbor is a really good person, and uh, he happened to say to me. How's your mom doing? And I said I, get, I gave him a very, a very quick but honest answer. And mm-hmm. I said, not too good. She's been in the hospital for some time. My, my neighbor said, oh, good, good, good to hear. <laughs> and, and, my exactly. Now, and I wanted to turn around and you know shake their shoulders, but mm-hmm. and it happens to all of us, right. you know, especially when you come into day-to-day greetings. It's hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Fine. So on. But uh, listening requires effort, and and you ha- you have to you have to focus on if you're asking somebody a question you have to you have to eliminate as many distractions as possible, put aside any biases, put aside any any uh, former memories that you may have formed as to who that person is, and just focus on the answer. And if you're not clear on what they're saying, you you can you can ask them. You can say, well, if I understand what you're saying. It sounds like, or you can ask them to repeat part. You can say, you know, I'm not too clear on what you just said. How does that, and, and you can take it from there, but uh, listening is a, is a skill set that, that most of us can benefit from, in addition to asking, by spending some time, not, not just hearing the words, but really listening and trying to gather the intent of the person that's speaking. That's so true. So many times when we are in a conversation with a client, with a prospect, whomever it might be, or you know, your your spouse, anybody it could be, we're we're so focused on asking our next question that we don't hear what they're re- what they're saying in response to the question that we just asked them. And going back to your earlier point about how you can actually steer a conversation, if you're so focused on the next question that you're going to ask or the next comment that you're going to make and you don't listen to it, you may not you may not hear some really key information that opens the door for you to ask a, a question you weren't planning on to ask that will will provide even more information for you to act on. So it's it's so important to have that listening skill and like you say, a lot of people don't master that. So You know, I, I was I was watching a few days ago, uh was watching the Olympics and they showed a table tennis or I think they referred to it as a ping pong match. Mm-hmm. And it's like back and forth and back and forth and that's akin to what you just said is that you're focused on what you want to ask. So if they ask a question, you're not listening, you ask their question perhaps <laughs> then and it's like a ping pong match. That's a great visual. But it's not in the Olympics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and then the last piece, because uh, we we have obviously limited time. We're going to all have to go out and get your book to get even more details. But once you ask these questions and then you listen carefully, you gain all this knowledge. Okay, I have this knowledge. You have to turn it into action. It's It's the next step. You just can't. You just can't go through these exercises and be done with it. In order to really create change, in order to get that final piece of getting what you want, you have to take action. So talk to us a little bit about that part. uh, Another good point. Uh, Seriously a good point. 
uh, I equate it to the old uh, ready, aim, fire. And I like to think of it as ready, fire, aim. Mm -hmm. Not that you're going to go off uh, half-cocked without having thought it out, uh, but if you have all of this knowledge that you've gained from asking and you do nothing with it, I mean, there are books out there, there are, there are, there are radio shows, there are television programs, there's the Internet that provides us with all this knowledge. It's, it's phenomenal. And we have to take it and do something with it. And, you know, a lot of times I'll hear people talk about, oh, the economy is this, the economy is that, if only the Fed would change this and they'd change that. That's not what needs to happen. What needs to happen is we need to change. Right. Right. Yeah, we all have it within ourselves to do that. It's how you react to all those things and uh, and move forward. It's it's not about waiting for somebody else. It's just like waiting for somebody to recognize that you have that talent instead of asking for yourself. It's all part of the same thing. Uh, Jim, we don't have any more time, but I do want to make sure people know how to get a copy of your book. Where would they go to find the answer is yes, but first you have to ask. You can Google that, and it will take you to one of two places. It will take you to Amazon. It's listed on Amazon or it will take you to my website. And if you click on Buy the Book, that in turn will take you to Amazon. You can Google Google the title or my name, Jim. Um, the spelling is C as in Charlie, H-A-R-E-T-T-E. And that will take you uh, to Amazon and my book page or to my website. But I think that especially now, buying the book and, and helping, you know, as we come into the holiday season, using the book so that when you come to the holiday season, you can get things that you really want by asking for them instead of just letting people shower with you with presents that you might have to bring back. Oh, I think that's a great concept. That, that's a great point. So, Jim, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks so much for spending part of your afternoon with us. Uh, and we will look forward to going out and getting more details and reading the book. My pleasure. Kelly, thank okay. you so much. All right, all of you, thank you for tuning in today, and be sure to tune in next week as we bring in another business expert, successful business owner to help you grow your business. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.